This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. The transition between summer and fall is a great time to fly fish. The temperatures moderate, the crowds thin, the elk bugle, if you're out in the west, and the aspen leaves begin to turn, or, or the maple leaves if you're in the Midwest. And the fly fishing, well, it can be great, but it can also be challenging. The fish are in transition too, at least their feeding patterns. So let's talk about that transition today and what you need to know to fish it effectively. Dave, when we talk about the transition between summer and fall, I mean, what are we talking about? We're really talking about September. Technically, of course, summer ends on September 21st and fall begins the next day. But really, the transition is the entire month of September starts in late August and really and really moves through September. So, um so it's a it's a really important time and and I think you see this seam uh in other times as well certainly between winter and spring there's that time March is one of those months that um uh, that is kind of a transition and I don't know that there's and certainly between summer and uh, between spring and summer what happens in the spring late spring and then some of those hatches it depends on where you live of course but certainly as we talk right now we're in this transition uh in September as we think about uh what changes and what we have to be prepared for as we try to fish during this time of transition what do we need to know if we're going to be successful in this transition time between summer and fall that's what we're going to talk about today so Dave what do we need to know one of the first things is is understanding hatches and I think for the most part and there are exceptions to this, but during this time of transition in September, we're at the tail end of the summer hatches, and and the caddis are usually done uh, in the, during this transition. That does not mean that you won't hit any caddis. I remember that conversation with the fly shop monkey out in Montana. Uh, I was fishing that uh, that uh, what was that fly that I picked up from. Uh, it was a caddis emerger. It was a caddis emerger, but I asked if he had any, and this was probably the third week of September, and the guy actually mocked me. It was one of those moments where it was just, uh, it was like, what? Caddis have been done for weeks. Well, I had just caught a bunch of uh, rainbows the day before on this little caddis emerger. Uh, so, yes, uh, you can still find caddis who will still pop now and then, but the point here is that the the main hatches are usually done. I think even hopper season starts to wane, uh, and and terrestrials in general. Of course, you have some warm days in which you'll see a lot of hoppers still on the water, but with the wide swings in temperature, uh, which you start to get, uh, obviously warmer days, but then really cooler nights. Sometimes in September, it it could be hit and miss, hit or miss with with hoppers and terrestrials. Mm. Yeah, and we understand that hoppers don't hatch like caddis do, but we, we just always include that in. And Yeah, you're right. We, we've had some really good days in September on hoppers. Sometimes the season extends, but, boy, we've, we've had some days where 
No, we couldn't get a fish to, to come up and look at that hopper or the terrestrials that we're using as a dropper. We couldn't do that to save our lives. <laughs> uh, hoppers hatch. That's funny. But also, there's some there's some good BWO hatches, uh, betas hatches. We were, uh, when was it? I think the third week of September, we fished Quake Lake, and we had that morning that was so fabulous. We were stocking uh, the rising, mostly they were rainbows, I think, that we were fishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also trichos. Uh, there were trichos that morning as well. Um, so definitely, there's still hatches. It's just different in kind, probably, than from the prolific summer hatches. So dry fly fishing is going to be spotty. I remember last year we had that window of about 45 minutes around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Clouds came, and there was this short time in which you and I just slayed the rainbows and browns on uh on on BWOs. So there are definitely some wonderful windows and some definitely some great fishing, but it's just different. And I think you just have to be aware of that and really ready to, what's the word, pivot to something else. Yeah. And it really varies from river to river. When I lived in Montana's Gallatin Valley, I used to fish the East Gallatin River in September. And I remember having some days that were just phenomenal that were, uh, uh, you know, catching rainbows on parachute atoms because you know there were these really prolific bwo hatches but but then we we have other rivers we fish that you're just not going to have much so you're right that's a good place to start you're at the tail end of the summer hatches i want to say when you're making this transition from summer to fall that streamers are always a good option as our nymphs now Streamers and nymphs are a good option any time of year, but there, there is something about fall fishing, especially with streamers. I mean, you're, you might be a bit early for uh, the runners, mainly those big browns that are moving upriver to spawn, but, uh, but uh, some of them are on the move, and, and uh, wow, a streamer is be good any time of year, but we've had, you know, by and large, our best streamer fishing has been in the fall. Uh, you might even think about uh, thinking about nymphing. Again, nymphing works any time of year. But uh, an egg pattern as one of your wet flies, you know, you're nymphing and maybe you've got a, a two-fly rig, you've got a lead fly and a dropper. Uh, think about using an egg pattern as one of those. Uh, I've, I've done this on the Madison before and, and even picked up some browns in the fall and you know, it may be a little bit too early, but, but hey, occasionally it works. And I've used the egg pattern as both the lead fly and the dropper. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes I, I think a lot of fly fishers would think of it more as the dropper, but I like to fish small nymphs. And so uh, I definitely want to have a size 18, you know, whether it's a Copper John or a WD-40 or, or whatever it might be, even a little hairsier. I like that in an 18, so because of that, I'll, I'll typically use that egg pattern as one of my, well, I'll use the egg pattern as the lead fly. I, I suppose if you are fishing, maybe it's rained or something, and you know, things are a little cloudy, you, you might use a San Juan worm as your lead fly, and then, yeah, go ahead and drop that egg pattern. But uh, but really, mid to late October is, is going to be your prime time for uh, streamers, but man, we, we've had a lot of success in September as well. So, uh, yeah, when all else fails, uh, 
go with streamers and, and nymphs if uh, there's nothing happening on the surface. And I, I, I don't know, it's, it's always maybe a little bit dangerous just to speak from your own experience, but I, I think what I've noticed is I haven't done as well in the fall on attractor patterns. You know, I've caught some occasionally, but man, the summer's a great time for attractor patterns. I haven't done that well in the fall on attractor patterns. What I've done well on are times where there's definitely a hatch going on. I remember last year we were fishing the Yellowstone in, in the park, and we came out after a long day, and not far from uh, where we left the river to hike back up to uh, the parking lot at the trailhead, we, uh, we we came across this uh, this little run with a lot of rising fish, and we... Well, we stopped and caught several, didn't we, on on Betis, and and yet that was that was about all that was happening, uh, you know, that day for uh, dry flies. So, yeah, you, you just never know. You have to be prepared, and and don't count on dry flies. Uh, you may need to make the switch. Starting in September, uh, I'm I just have decided that I'm going to default to streamers, and that's just me. I. Uh, after our conversation with Dave Cumling on on streamers, I think it's four or five episodes ago, I really wanted to recommit to streamers again. And you've done this. I think you've fished more streamers than I have in recent years, certainly yeah. in the in the driftless, and really commit to learning how to fish streamers because, man, the size of fish that you catch and 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 the amount of fish that you catch is just more than certainly in September than fishing dries. But again, there are exceptions and, and where you're fish, whether you're in the Northeast or whether you're fishing tailwaters, everything is different, right? But certainly in Montana streamers during, uh, during this transition, this transition season is really, really a good option. So what else, uh, Dave, would we uh, say to our, our fly fishing friends about this, transition from summer to fall so another is that the water levels are generally lower certainly the freestone uh, rivers in the west and in the northeast and other places certainly by september the water tends to be at its lowest point unless there's something you know a, a big storm or something like that uh, we just had a conversation with someone we plan to fish without in montana and he mentioned that the stream this time of year is very low, but that's, I mean, that's a tailwater that um, they're just not allowing a lot of water out of the dam. And so the, the stream this time of year is low. So that affects the runs. It affects uh, just a lot of things. And with, and, and temperatures really are still important. I think if it's still extremely warm, then you need to be careful not to fish after one or two o'clock or maybe even noon. Uh, just in, just allow those fish to to uh, to settle and not to have to rip them out of the river and 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 really distress them. So uh, so I think water level is important this time of year, uh, just because fish are going to sit differently. They're going to be in different lies. And also, and also the water temp, and I think it should be cooling down after the summer, but you don't know. It just depends on the area, depends on the year, uh, and so you just have to monitor that if you want to have success during this uh, during this transition season. Yeah, you know, it's not uncommon for September days in Montana to reach eighty degrees, and 
dropped in the mid 30s at night. So, Dave, what does that mean for prime time? I mean, you know, other seasons of the year, we sometimes get out there pretty earlier. We'll fish even later. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, with the transition from summer to fall, does that affect the window when it's best to fish? You can still catch fish on streamers earlier, but certainly even nymph fishing and dry fly fishing, I think it's surprising how things shut off by 3 or 4 p.m. You just mentioned uh, last time we were out in Montana last fall when we caught those uh, rainbows on the on the BWOs that were right that were hatching and that was that was four o'clock but I'm telling you by five o'clock it was shut off and 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 we were done there was nothing else it was completely dead so I do think that that transition time does start to change some of the prime times uh, for fishing during the day you know one of our most read and most uh, searched for posts on our site is best time of day to fish. It's interesting. I was just on the website analytics uh, this morning and I saw that that article that you had written several years, there were a bunch of people that had found that piece. And again, it just depends on the time of year. And, and certainly this transition time uh, from summer, from late summer to fall, it's just, it's different and it's changing. And, and I think another... Uh... Another aspect to this transition is, is thinking about the crowds. I mean, the crowds are gone for the most part, and that makes it a great time of year to fish. Labor Day is kind of that magic day. I mean, the, by the middle of August, I mean, families are back you know, home because of school, although I, I'm always surprised how many people there still are fishing up to Labor Day, and honestly, anymore. I'm surprised so many people are still fishing in in the September, but but a lot of anglers have traded their you know, their fly rod for a bow or a shotgun, and I think what what's easier is you can find if you stay away from the hot spots, they're always busy, but you can find a lot of places where there are not many or any fly fishers. So if I'm in Yellowstone, you talked about this before too. The Lamar River Valley is. Uh, it gets a lot of use, uh, you know, the Lamar, Soda Butte Creek, uh, a lot of people on that, uh, even, even into late September, but, uh, man, you know, there, there's still places to, uh, to go where there's a lot less pressure. So that's one of the reasons that that's one of the benefits, uh, uh, about fishing in that transition time. You just, uh, just have a lot more water to yourself. In preparation for this trip that we're uh, we're going on this fall, I called uh, a fly shop in this remote area. It's, it's quite a ways from the Bozeman area, two three hours, and we've decided this year that we're going to explore some new some new rivers. And this is a small river, and it's just not on the radar of a lot of folks. So I called this small little fly shop uh, and and talked with talked with one of the owners and and she mentioned that that this stream one doesn't get fished a lot but still does get hammered basically June July August but she said man starting in late uh, starting labor day she said there's just nobody there and anybody that's fishing is fishing the big stretches uh uh, way downstream and not going up as far as we plan to go up. So I think your point is this transition time is a great time to fish. And and 
uh, and later fall is too, don't get me wrong, but it, it's, it's so wonderful when you, you hit the river and there's not two or three trucks that have, uh, that are in the parking lot and have, that are fishing up or downstream. And then you have to figure out how to work around that. So, uh, I do, I do love this time of year. The crowds do start to thin. Well, anything else, Dave, maybe, maybe one final, uh, piece of advice uh, for those who are going to fish the uh, transition time. What, what's something else that we ought to keep in mind? Transitions, whether it's life <laughs> or fly fishing, uh, transitions are hard. I think I look at my, my just my life and the, uh, the transition to uh, fewer kids at home. That's That's hard. I think transitions are hard. And so I think is fly fishing. I think with fly fishing, you have to learn to read the situation more than I think at any other time, learning to read the river, uh, being quick to switch. If something is not working, I've mentioned this principle. Uh, in fact, I probably use it too much, but this idea, if it's, you know, if you fish for 30 to 45 minutes and, and what you're using isn't working, then switch it up right? Do something different. If you're nymphing, then put on a streamer or, or switch up different nymphs or go smaller, go larger. So I think reading the situation is even more important in the transition between the seasons. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And yeah, there's something about fall. You know, it's like you say, it's 80 one day and 45 or 50 the next. And, and that completely changes the you know, the, the dynamics, you may have a day or so that the fishing isn't that good. Uh, and, and I realize that could happen any time of year, but it's, it's the transition times where, yeah, like the bottom drops out of summer and it, it's over and, and you just have to, you have to make the adjustment. Well, I guess what we're saying today is if you want to be successful at the transition between summer and fall, you have to read the situation and you have to adjust. So we hope that You'll have an opportunity to practice that, that you'll be able to get out on the river, on the stream, or on the lake, or wherever you fly fish uh, sometime during this uh, wonderful uh, month that we call transition, or I mean September. <laughs> All right, it's time for great stuff from our listeners. Here's a comment from uh, a listener, and uh, we, we appreciate taking the time to, to make this comment. It was on our podcast on the fly fishing etiquette mindset we've got a lot of discussion about that uh he said this and we we've talked about the lack of etiquette he said this has been an increasingly disturbing trend and i hate to say it but the perpetrators always tend to be younger men in their 20s even this year i had two guys move up into my run right after i gave them the hole that i was fishing I suspect it amounts to arrogance. They march up and down the stream from hole to hole in the same manner my dogs do when they encounter every fire hydrant, bush, and signpost on a walk. Wow. You know, with all due respect, I don't think that the perps are always young men in their 20s. Now, you know, I, I understand that that well have been, uh, you know, this uh, commenter's experience and Probably depending where you are and, you know, in the country, I, I could see that. But, uh, man, we, we've had as many issues, Dave, with middle-aged roller fly fishers. And, uh, and, and we also both know some 20-year-olds who understand etiquette. Or, or more importantly, they, 
they have the kind of respect and generosity and humility that leads to good fly fishing etiquette. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, I, I would not want to make this a generational thing. I think uh, I, I have millennials as kids and, and even younger than that. And I always am impressed with the generation. I always think, man, if I had been like that when I was that age, I'd be a much better person, you know, today at, you know, a man in my 50s. So I, I totally can see that. I can see that you have an experience or two where, you know, it's all younger people or they jump out of the truck like that Trout Unlimited post. But I would say there is just as many grumpy middle-aged folks and, and grumpy uh, or arrogant older fishers. And I think there's nothing worse than the angry old man, right? The kind of, the man who isn't, uh, isn't humble and, yeah. and, and he's older. And I, I can't, again, I'm not speaking for women. I, I just simply, <laughs> I'm going to speak to, to me and, and to, and to others. I just think, I, I just think the graciousness and generosity must be the characteristics of of older men. Again, I'm not saying that is yeah. true of the guy who posted this comment, yeah. but I, I just think uh, I think we just need to be very generous and and learn from the younger fly fishers. I think there's a lot to learn from the younger fly fishers, and I every yes. time every time I fish with someone like that, a younger fly fisher, I think, holy cow, this this person is so far ahead of where I am than, than I was. And, and, and so I, I think there's a lot of great things, uh, a lot of great initiatives from the younger generation. So I can see this person's experience might be true, but I think in general, for me, that hasn't been the case. Yeah, no, I agree. Huh? Grumpy old man. Oh yeah. That reminds me, Dave, I, I, I want to have a conversation with you about a couple things and maybe we can do that when we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to confront me about something? <laughs> yes, you grumpy old man. You no, no, you're you're far from it. Uh, uh, we're we're neither grumpy or old. Well, we're old, but we're, we're not, not old. Grumpy. Come on, come on, come on. No, we're young. Yes, yeah, we're we're young and and happy and uh, always <laughs> pleasant. <laughs> oh man, maybe we are. Maybe we're yes, not. Yeah, that's right. Well, before we get grumpy i think this ought to do it for today huh <laughs> hey as always thanks again for listening i'm steve mathewson and i'm dave getz until next time we are two guys in a river for the love of fly fishing 